Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you this week. It's just Jared and I, because as we mentioned, Dan is on a little trip. But we are going to take you on a trip through BYU basketball, a little bit of BYU football talk. We got some not housekeeping, memorializing Dan right there. We got a, we got some USFL talk. We got all kinds of things that we are so excited to discuss. Right now, we just want to give a quick shout out to our social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you'll find a lot of fun and interactive content. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over your death, right? Let's back this booler. Yeah! <laughs> let's go wild, let's go, let's baby. Let's go. I the Alrighty, everybody, welcome in. To your favorite podcast. All right, uh, so podcast. we are going to start not with some housekeeping. No, no, no. But with some car cleaning. Car cleaning, let's go. Since Dan isn't here, we don't clean the house. Nah, Dan's got the keys to the house. All we got is the car. Yep. Uh, so we're living out of the car for the next couple weeks. Uh, should be fun. Should yeah. be exciting. Absolutely. It's a small mid-sized sedan, so not a lot of room. <laughs> but we're going to do all right, so we're going to grab our windshield wipers. Uh-huh. Dashboard wipes. Uh-huh. Um, black ice car freshener. Of course. Anything else? And an ice scraper. And an ice, oh, must, must needs, must, must have. In these weird times of Utah weather where it can either be 70 <laughs> degrees or freezing. Or yep. both on the same day. Could be, as we Who saw knows? this last weekend. Um, alright, so, uh, car cleaning actually is just one thing. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk, he bought Twitter apparently? Yeah, for like $54 billion or something like that. It's a good chunk of change. Could you? And he like paid... In cash. Could you imagine just like <laughs> having tens of billions of dollars lying around to just be like, yeah, you know what, Twitter, mine. Boom. Because they denied his offer like a week ago. Yeah, that's. I remember hearing that and I was like, yeah. what? Why? So is there anything going to change about Twitter? I mean, I don't usually use Twitter at all. Yeah. So I don't, I won't really notice anything, but anything that our listeners should be keen to. I use Twitter for one thing and one thing only. BYU Sports News, because exactly. that's where it always breaks first. Exactly. And then, you know, we, we want to be on top of it here on the Royal Strong and True Podcast. So we follow a bunch of BYU accounts, follow all sorts of recruits. We'll get into that later. Um, basically, what I, from what I understand, he just wants you to be able to say anything you want without consequence. That's his like definition nice. of free speech. And I don't know, he, he wants it to be a free speech platform. One thing I will say is that he will be privatizing the company so engagement numbers do not matter as much. So he will be trying to eliminate bots. Um, yeah, I mean that—that's one thing. There'll be <laughs> there'll be less fraudulent content. Apparently, he's going to. From what I hear, the reports are that things are going to be more closely tied to your personal, like being. Like you can't. It's it's a lot harder to be anonymous. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> so that's what I said. So Elon Musk, he is attempting to restore what he believes should be the correct version of free speech on Twitter. We'll see how it goes. Because Twitter is America's voice. Yeah. And there is no free speech if there is not free Twitter. 25% of the United States is on Twitter. 
So that's, that's, kinda, a big, that's a big that's chunk. a big chunk. Big chunk. Honestly, I don't care. Elon Musk can do whatever he <laughs> wants to Twitter just as long as I can still get my BYU Sporting News. Absolutely. That is all I believe mm-hmm. and all I care about. Um, anyway, so speaking of BYU Sports News... Let's get into it. We do have a little bit. So last time we talked about how the Marriott Center was falling down. Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of transfers leave. We had one more transfer leave, Gavin Baxter. Yeah, which I think we might have mentioned before. Did we? I, I don't even know, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Baxter, question. Did you know that he still had eligibility left? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought he was done. I thought Me he too. was medically retired or that if he wasn't medically retired. Did we honor him at senior night? We did. I'm pretty sure we did. Yes. So <laughs> he probably told Pope that he was going to retire. And I, I, the day that he entered the transfer portal, I actually walked past the annex and I saw him running on the treadmill in the annex. Huh. So I was like, okay, maybe he is trying to get back in shape. Who knows? But apparently he's going portal in. Well, I love Gavin Baxter. He was very electric. I think it's just one of those things where you, the body just doesn't fit. I, I feel like this happens, you know, once in a blue moon, you see it with certain athletes. They're just not cut out for it. Maybe he'll do great somewhere else. I mean, look at Taysom Hill. His right? entire career, was he was injured at BYU, got a change of scenery in the NFL, and is now playing very well. So maybe he's going to get a change of scenery. Maybe he'll go lower in elevation or something, and the thicker <laughs> air will put more compression on his knees and keep them from bursting. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, nor am I even close to understanding anything about air pressure. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Gavin Baxter does well wherever he goes. Uh, hopefully he lands a spot because, as we've seen... Lots of people that go portaling don't end up getting signed. Which is really sad, honestly, because you got a lot of these people looking like, oh, green is, you know, the grass is greener. The green is grasser. The green is grasser. grasser. The green is grasser. The green is grasser. On the other side. Heck but yeah. really, is it? I I don't think so, especially for 46 of the players that have been in the portal, because only 54% of them have actually become enrolled in a program. Yeah, and that's on the FBS level. That's for football, but football and basketball are, are pretty comparable. Um, we have a lot more people going portaling in basketball simply just because there's twice as many programs as there is in football. Right. Um, a lot of times they'll make lateral moves. Sometimes they won't be able to make a move at all, which is really sad. And sometimes you'll make an upward move like our boy Caleb Lohner did. Should we talk about his transfer? Let us absolutely talk about his transfer. This one really caught me by surprise. Because okay, I think it caught the whole world <laughs> by surprise. Let's be honest. Caleb Lohner was good sometimes. But most of the time, he was a non-factor in the game. Yep. Objectively speaking. He was, a, he was a hustle guy. He was a glue guy. Good rebounder. But not a score. Uh, absolutely. And it, he went to... Baylor. Yeah. Now let's... Baylor. The Baylor in Waco, Texas. Who just won a national championship two, two years, years ago. ago and was a one seed in this year's tournament. Yep. I. What do you think, Justin? Because that, to me, is kind of like a head-scratcher. I was absolutely bamboozly perplexed. Wow. I was absolute. I, I, honestly, I don't know what to say about it. When I heard that he was going to transfer closer to the home, I thought, okay, he's probably going to go to SMU or the University of North Texas. Okay. I thought yep. University of North Texas would have been a really good fit for him. It's in the Dallas area, Fort Worth. It, they have it, good momentum. They have good momentum. Or maybe even like TCU. Yeah. You know, TCU is probably a lateral move with BYU. Yeah, Fort. I would say so. But he somehow got to Baylor. Um, I will say maybe Baylor was recruiting him out of high school. I, I, I don't quite remember. I know I you know, he grew really up playing either. in the Dallas area. He's a, you know, he's, he's a huge athlete. He still has prototypical NBA size. Yeah. He still has talent. I think, to be honest, what I've heard from him, Jonathan Tavanari was going off saying that he was not a 
hard worker going off on him, yeah. saying that he had offered the help fix his shot and had been turned down multiple times. And then Gideon George and Hunter Erickson, who hadn't tweeted since 2017, came to his defense on Twitter and started going at Jonathan Tavernari, going back, all these things. What The take I got out of all of that is that Caleb Lohner has been training hard, but just to be muscular. Mm. And it's taken away from his natural ability to drive and to, to shoot because he's gotten a little bit too bulky. Maybe a change of scenery will give him the change in perspective that he needs. Maybe he'll get in a, in a strength and conditioning program that... You know, where he can be convinced that something is different and he can improve as a player. I don't know, I'm kind of rambling right now, but <laughs> I think he could have success. Maybe. I don't think we'll see it immediately. Yeah, I when I first heard this, I thought two things. One, he's either never going to see the court. Or two, he's going to be absolutely amazing when like Big 12 six man of the year and take Baylor to the Elite Eight Final Four or something. Yep. That there, it's there, it's one of two ways. Either going to be turned into this massive prospect for the NBA, mm-hmm. or he's just going to continue, you know, riding pine and not contributing. I'm excited to see which way. I will be watching Baylor basketball oh, yeah. specifically for Caleb Lohner. Well, in two years, we'll be playing Baylor. <laughs> we will be playing Caleb Lohner. That still makes me just shudder in my baby seal leather Watch boots. Caleb Lohner like. Drop 20 points on us. He's, got, <laughs> he's going to come to the Marriott Center and hit like six threes. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely oh what's going to happen. I really hope not. <laughs> uh, well, players coming back to play for BYU. Yeah, yeah we got some. Not against BYU. We got Gideon George With announcing most, he's coming back. Gideon George literally had the most confusing two days of his entire <laughs> lifetime. Declared for the NBA draft. We were bamboozledly perplexed on that one. Massive head scratcher. Massive head scratcher. Um, maintain his college eligibility. Then enter the transfer portal with no intention of coming back to BYU. I, it seemed like he was gone. He was gone. One day later, one day <laughs> later, he tweets in a BYU uniform, unfinished business. Anyhow, he's back at BYU, but I think he's still in the NBA draft. Yes, yeah, so he like because there's never, a deadline never signed later. Yeah, if you don't sign an agent, then you can be in the NBA draft and you can come back, and it's not a problem. Right, right. There's like a deadline, like the Yoli Child situation, kind of. Yeah. Hopefully, Gideon George doesn't do that. Yoli Child, I think. I think did the problem he, is that he did do he, some paperwork with an agent. So then he had to unpaperwork it. Yeah. But Gideon like George that. hasn't done that. Done nothing like that. I think he's just talking through his like Nigeria team that he plays for. Gotcha. And. um... Yeah, honestly, I think it's maybe a good idea to go go to the combine, go and play some games, see what scouts want you to work on. And right, right. Implement it. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. I don't mean, blame him for that either. Because if he gets feedback um, telling him that he should fix some part of his game or if that he should put on more muscle, that'd be great for him who has like a year of eligibility left so sure. that he could get the feedback, fix it, work on it, prove his stuff, and then go to the NBA draft if he okay. so desired. I'm excited that he's going to be back. I feel like we are very we have very slim pickings at the three four spot uh, at the three spot. Yeah, more than anything at the three spot, we have very slim pickings, and I think it's good that he's there to help train the other freshman guards, kind of get them to do his pump fake fundamental mentality, yes. the unmatched fundamentals of Gideon George. I'm glad he's back. I think he'll contribute. Don't think he'll be a twenty-point score or anything, right? But I do think he'll be able to meaningfully contribute to next year's team, right? And he's a rock. Like, let's be honest. He is. Twenty twenty was not a good year for him. No, he was decent, but he was a walking turnover ninety percent of the time. Yeah. 
this year we saw him take a huge leap. He did. And if he can do the same kind of thing, kind of improve the little nicky knack or what do you call him? Is it yeah, nip nicky knack? Oh, sure. Nitpicky things. Yeah. I think that's what I was going for. I don't know. Nitpicky. Sure. Yeah. But if he can fix those, ticky tack. Im- ticky tack. Yes. Tack. Thank you. But if he can fix that, um, he'll be great, and he'll be like a solid ten point scorer game. Sure. You know, a ten and ten guy, ten and eight guy, and that's like just what we need, right? We just need somebody with experience to start for us, kind of have some leadership on the team, and he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, he improved a lot at the end of the season. He really did. But we got some new meat coming in the BYU. Hopefully, we got some new players that we are very high on. First of all, let's talk about Frederick King, a four-star big man from the Bahamas coming out of the NBA Academy in Mexico. Which is dope. He is class of 2022, so So he could be played immediately eligible. 6'10", monster, just visited BYU, and we are reportedly in his top two. Which is incredible. Let me tell you, so I was was working one of the shows, BYU Sports Nation, and they had Colin Chandler on. And Frederick King and his stepdad, I think it was, yeah. were there with him. And they came in and just kind of toured. One of the producers kind of like told them what they use BYU TV for, you know, to like tell the athlete's story, promote them, you know, get them, uh, I don't know, eyeballs on them. Yeah, right? sure. And Frederick King had to like bend in half to come in the doors. Yeah. This man is massive. Seemed like he was really enjoying it. His dad was asking a bunch of questions, loved the atmosphere, loved everything, gave us like a five-star review on Yelp, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, and we're... Google reviews. And Google reviews. We're very excited for him. If he can come in and be like another four or five for us, massive, massive get. Absolutely massive. Frederick is a, an incredible player. He is a true 6'10", like Jared says. Like He will have to bend to probably fit underneath the rim or something <laughs> like that. Dude is absolutely massive. Dude is a contributor. He was signed with Louisville, but when Louisville had their coaching change... He was released from his national letter of intent, and that is when Mark Pope went to visit him in Mexico at the end of March, and that's why he posted the picture on that rickety plane. Yes. He went to March to go visit him. One of our big recruiting pitches to him is he is from the Bahamas. This year, we play in the Battle for Atlantis, which is in the Bahamas. Let's go. So he'll be able to play in front of his family. That would be huge for us. Hopefully, we can pick him up. That would be awesome. Him, Foos, Atiki... Having another guy like him, obviously still kind of raw, coming in out of high school or whatever. Tiki and Foose need rest. Exactly. And he's going to be good. He'll be another player that will play with BYU in the Big 12. Yes, he will be. Absolutely Mm -hmm. what we need. Another point that we need is a guard. And we've had this discussion, right, with the senior guards and stuff. And the more I think about it, the more I kind of fall in line with you. Like, as much as I hate the grad transfer thing... For us, with our really, really young team this next year, it'll be nice to have even just a one-year player like an Antoine Davis to not only score, not only carry our team, but also prepare Dallin Hall and Colin Chandler, you know, all these other guys for the Big 12. Did you say score? Because Antoine Davis, that man knows how to score. (laughs) He averaged 24 points per game in his career. He is on pace. To set the record or come in second place for the record for most points scored in an NCAA career. That's incredible. The dude all time, right? Score. All time. Yeah. <laughs> he's only like 5'10, 160. He's a small dude, but he knows how to score. He's crafty. He's a shot creator, which is what Jared, Dan, and I have been begging for for a very long time. He's coming from Detroit Mercy. We are in his top four plus one. I don't know. On, on Instagram, he said we're in his top five. It was perfect. Right. On Twitter, he posted his top four. 
but then in the text of the tweet said, BYU is also included in this list, but we weren't pictured. So we need Elon Musk to fix that. <laughs> yes, Elon <laughs> Musk, please, rig Twitter to get us Antoine Davis. Awesome. Yeah, he should be recruiting sometime in the next week as the period for transfers to commit without penalty of having to sit out is May 1st. All right, so we're going to have to hop on that. Mm-hmm. Um, another transfer is Coastal Carolina guard Rudy Williams yeah. visits this week. Also, we are in his top eight yeah. is from what I'm hearing. He visits this yeah. week. Like Justin said, the deadline is the end of this week. So expect a lot of news in the BYU basketball sphere by the end of this week. And we will keep you posted at Loyal to Royal Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Heck yeah, make sure you check us out. He's a great player, averaged 14 points per game last year, so hopefully we can get him. Yeah, well, let's uh, move on to talk about a, something a little kind of interesting. Just a little kind of interesting. Okay, a little break from the BYU Sports News. Let's take a little break. Everyone take a breather. <sighs> I'm having to take a meditation class this semester because I needed one extra credit in order to in order to qualify for the Pell Grant. Oh, nice. So I took a meditation swell class, so oh, we're all going to meditate. Very nice. Get yourself in a headspace. Now imagine your head getting bashed in by an ex-pro heavyweight champ, Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to some dude on a plane that was smart-mouthing Mike, smart-mouthing Mike Tyson and then got his dome caved in. Can we... What are you thinking? <laughs> First of all, are you mad at Mike Tyson for doing this? Absolutely not. Dude, the dude was relentless. Yeah. Can, in the video, he's standing over his chair during the flight relentlessly going after Mike Tyson. Reportedly, he had been cordial and taken photos with everyone around him yeah. for 15, 20 minutes. He just wants his personal space, yep. and this drunk dude is on his case. Dude, I, Mike Tyson was probably one of the scariest people. Like, that one rant that he had after one of his fights, was like, I want to eat your children! Why are you messing with this guy? He literally bit someone's ear off. <laughs> Why are you talking to this guy? This dude's got freaking tigers for pets. <laughs> Like, this is not the type of guy to mess with. He, the the guy's pressing charges. How drunk would you have to be, uh, given that we have never taken a sip of alcohol in our entire lives, but how drunk would you need to be to pester Mike Tyson to the point where he wants to punch you? Uh, blackout drunk. I, I have no idea. I don't know what goes through your head. Like, I'm going to get up in this big boxer, you know, like... There's no world in which you can even stand up to this guy. I don't know what he was thinking. I just thought that was very funny that some guy thought he was good enough to, to smack talk Mike Tyson. I don't think I could possibly get drunk enough. Yeah. I think I'd see him. I think he'd look at me and I'd probably piss my pants. Right? Exactly. It's like the, it's like the uh, uh, what is it, Mike's Hard Lemonade commercials. Where he's like, hey, I see you got Mike's Lemonade. And he's like, oh! and he just takes off running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just Mike's like, oh. Where'd he go? Yeah. That is the attitude you have around him. That is the attitude. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, some proper football. Proper football. A nice meditation. Football. Uh, big news, actually. The U.S. women's national team is coming to Rio Tinto on June 28th. They Very will nice. be playing Colombia in a friendly. Not bad. Ashley Hatch will be there, probably playing, right? Yes. BYU yes. grad. Tickets go on May, go on sale May 2nd, so get your tickets. It's going to be fun. Very, very good. Let's talk about another team in Rio Tinto. We got Real. Real. Real Salt Lake, who lost to Northern Colorado in the U.S. Open Cup and then drew with Portland on Saturday. Not an awful result. The Portland no. Sounders are nothing to be sneezed upon. 
So take that as you will. Six in the West right now. Top seven make the playoffs. So that's that's good for them. I really don't understand why they lost to Northern Colorado, seeing as they're not even like MLS <laughs> in the Open Cup. Like the Open Cup is like where all the soccer teams can kind of enter, you know? Yeah. And Northern Colorado, not even an MLS team. Not, I don't even know what they are. They're probably just a group of like old fat dudes. It beat RSL. Knock RSL out of the Open Cup. But then... They go to the MLS and play the Portland Sounders, a real professional team, and they draw. So, I, I, I don't know what to make of this Real Salt Lake team. I honestly don't follow soccer enough to even know what the heck is going on. So. <laughs> Something about some English team. Chelsea beat West Ham 1-0 on a beautiful goal from Pulley Baby. Yes, 90th minute. He came on in like last 15 minutes, scored the winner. Chelsea's still bringing him off the bench. I don't know why. He's good enough to play the whole game, but... Hey, if he's scoring, I'm good. And that's talking soccer. Alrighty. Let's move on to some real football, the realest football you've ever seen other than college football. We got the United States Football League. USFL, all three of our teams were in action, and only one of us went away happy. (laughs) And it was not me, let me tell you. In fact, it was at the expense of Jared. (laughs) So the uh, Dan's Breakers, Uh Narland's Breakers, they played the Tampa Bay Bandits. It was a shellacking. From the very beginning, they marched down, opening drive, score. It was it was bad. Final score, 34-3. to three. Yeah. The Bandits have no secondary. Nope. They refuse to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Their passing attack is horrible. Every yep. bounce went the breaker's way. And we our defense is non-existent. We can't stop the run or the pass. It was it was pitiful. It was disgusting. Your QB was throwing it behind receivers like uh, like it was candy. Like it, he wanted to. It was terrible. It's like it he thought they were running outs and they were running ins. I, it was I, horrible. I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, man. Honestly, the New Orleans Breakers treated you like a bag of crab legs, stole you, and ran away with you. <laughs> Is that a reference to somebody that plays know. for New Orleans? I don't know. Standing on a corner, Jameis Winston down in Nola. Uh, I did not go away happy either. The gamblers choked. Uh, it was a nice game. It wasn't super terrible. Uh, we ended up losing by three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was it 31 to 28? Final uh, score? Yes. yes. Final it, score was, it was 33 to 28. 33 to 28. So we only lost by one score. Not bad. Lost to Birmingham, who is now 2-0. and uh, You know, I, I liked our team. We had a very good uh, defense, just with a couple lapses. I think we are still in position to win the USFL championship by a million. Yeah. One loss does not a season make unless you are the Tampa Bay Bandits and you lose by 31. No, no, no. Let me tell you something, Jared. Have you ever read Second Nephi chapter 2? Yes. Yes, I have. Basically, what Lehi is talking about in that chapter. Okay. Religion class. I like that. Is that getting dubs means nothing without an occasional L along the way to make you Ooh. appreciate the dub. Beautiful. Just as there is no joy without grief or no happiness without sadness, there is no joyful dub without painful L. So we're taking our painful L so that we can now experience the joy that the USFL gods meant for us to experience. I like that. I like that. That's very spiritual, very deep. If only the Houston Gamblers had a honor code uh, compliant name <laughs> name and mascot <laughs> well that's come follow me on the royal strong and true podcast i like it very good very good 
the USFL is actually really fun. I'm loving it. It's very there. There are some stinker games like the yeah. Panthers Generals game on Friday night was that ten was to stinker. six. Yeah, that was a stinker. But uh, other than that, they've been they've been fun. Like there's been some exciting football to be played. Good plays. I love the drone angles and the yeah. helmet cams. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's doing pretty well. I love it. Average viewership was down from the first game, which obviously is the opening day. Right. You know, we're right in the we're right in the middle of NBA playoffs too, which is taking up some time, which is taking up some viewership. But uh, USFL still had an average of thirty five thousand, which wasn't terrible. It was in the top fifty percent of programs run on those networks. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I yeah I I think it's fun. Um, obviously our hearts are kind of with the XFL a little bit more than yeah, the USFL, that's true. but I really hope that they can kind of figure it out, keep it going because I like having spring football. It's not, of course. not like we're super invested in it, but to have it on, to have like a team to cheer for, be able to watch yeah. something, even as kind of background noises, like it's just fun. It's, it's fun to be able to turn on a football game in April and just sit back and, you know, watch some football instead of the NBA. Absolutely. One thing I will say is apparently they are playing in the Bur- the two Birmingham stadiums that they're playing in. Apparently they're playing in completely free. Uh, they're saving money, trying to get some viewership, so that next year they can play in their actual home cities. Oh, nice. I so like that. So that they can actually like rent out the stadiums and do what they need to do. Our dream is that the XFL also is up next year. Eventually, USFL and XFL play each other in an NFC-AFC-esque championship game. Exactly. They can have a crossover league. Because both sides have eight teams. You know, like, I, it would be awesome. It would be incredible. That would be great. Speaking of uh, top-tier professional football. Arguably. Arguably. <laughs> Arguably. The NFL draft is this week, so let's take a little bit of time. Not too much, but let's take some time. Talk about the draft. Obviously not as exciting, not as many storylines as last year. With notably uh, not Zach Wilson yeah. or a BYU quarterback, mm-hmm. but we do have Tyler Algier. Of course, Tyler Algier projected from third round to fifth round is yeah. kind of what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. He's around like the fourth to eighth best running back in the draft by most scouts. Unless you're Mel Kiper and you're freaking mentally dumb. Yes, Mel Kiper, Todd McShay do not even sniff Tyler Algier's name, no. which boggles my mind because from what I see at him, he has a very NFL esque running style he reminds me of somebody like nick chubb yeah who's just durable get you three yards in a cloud of dust and has some speed so if he does get into the open field he can get you an extra 5 10 15 yards oh heck yeah honestly mel kuyper and who's the other espn guy i forget what todd mcshay yeah todd mcshay they're just a bunch of idiots that live in connecticut that have never watched west coast football that's they very true they literally <laughs> only watch the east coast they will put somebody from eastern michigan over tyler algier just because they're a bunch of biased idiots very uh, true. So, no love for them. Uh, but all the love for Tyler Algier, my guess is that he'll probably go in the fourth or the fifth round. Ideally, we want him to go to the Jets, right? That'd be a lot of fun. That would actually be really cool. That would be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, is you think anyone else from this BYU team is going to get drafted? or? So, I've been hearing some things about Samson Nakua because he really he bulked up yeah. for Pro Day. And mm-hmm. he had some really impressive speed to weight ratios. Yeah. Uh, pretty good at the bench, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I could see him kind of signing like a maybe a Dax Milne kind of thing yeah. where he goes late in the seventh round. And also James Empey. James Empey is the other one I was going to say. His center. I With his injury history, like he played all of the games freshman, sophomore year. But junior and senior year, he both he missed like five and six games each time. So He's an incredible player though. He's good, yeah. I think he would do really well at the NFL level. So let's hopefully see him getting in the NFL draft. 
Yeah, I would love to see it. Wasn't invited to the combine, but I do think that it is a chance that he'll be drafted on the last day. Yeah. And something that we saw last year, too, is that, because I didn't expect Kairos Tonga or no. or Dax, Dax Milne. Milne. And Brady Christensen was obviously yeah, going to go. he was going to get picked. But he went in, like, the third round, which, kind of surprising, but... Yeah, I thought he was going to go, like, the fifth, sixth. Right. So, and then he got to play, too. Yeah. So what it kind of shows me is that the scouts, the NFL teams, they are taking notice of BYU. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the media that Zach Wilson got. I oh, think even yeah. more important than what it was for him. But it also brought a light onto the BYU side. At that pro day, everyone was there to see Zach. But they also saw, look, hey, BYU's got the facilities. They've got the coaching. They've got the support staff. you know, And these players are coming out and they're actually ready for the NFL. Yeah. More so than people thought because they don't watch West Coast football. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I absolutely agree. I think BYU is doing a very good job at training their players not only to be good in college, but to be good at the next level too. I will say our, we've criticized our strength and conditioning program for creating like weak knees and <laughs> yes. for creating, you know, for maybe not making us resistant to injury. But it does feel like they've been doing a pretty good job at once these guys are done with college, getting them ready for the NFL to play and to contribute right away. Because Brady Christensen contributed right away. Right away. He started in a few games. Yeah. he's. I was honestly incredible. Love to see James Empey. I'd love to see Samson Nakua probably sign an undrafted free agent contract. Right, right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, the draft itself won't be a lot of fun. But seeing BYU players <laughs> get their name signed to the NFL, that will be a lot of fun. Exactly. That is why we have Twitter. Exactly. So we can just open it, search BYU football draft or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it pop up and we see what happens. Exactly. You don't have to watch the draft with Jared Dan and I tried to do, uh, was it last year? twenty The 2020 draft. Yeah. We tried to do it two years ago. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. It was the worst. They give you like eight minutes to make a pick. And so for seven and a half minutes... You're just sitting. Yeah, and we were on like a FaceTime call or like a Zoom call too. Like yeah. We weren't even all together, so it was just like, all right, guys, I'm logging off. Yep. <laughs> we, we made it through like two picks. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, pred- prediction. Wild out of the hat guess. I literally have, you know, I do not yeah. know that much about the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Tyler Algier mm-hmm. goes to a team with a BYU player on it. Okay. So it could be the 49ers, could be the Jets, okay. could be the Ravens okay. or the Lions or the Saints. But I'm saying that the team he goes to will have a current BYU player on the roster. Okay, my bold prediction is he gets drafted by either an AFC East or South team. Okay, what teams are in those divisions? East, you got the Jets, the Patriots... The Dolphins and the, the Bills. Bills. Okay. South, you got the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans, and the. Oh, heck, I don't even know. Jaguar, <laughs> okay. Jaguars, Texans, Titans, and Colts. Colts. Okay. That's the other one. So AFC East or South. Yep. All right. That's my bold prediction. There are your bold predictions for draft week. Everyone, go have a fun draft week. Don't watch it, but nope. stay tuned on your phones. Set your alerts for. However you do that, I don't know. They just kind of come to me. Yeah. Recently, I've been getting a lot of alerts for NBA stuff and, like, best bets on stuff. And, like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't watched one NBA game. By the way, Jazz tied the series 2-2, if that's something that anyone's interested in. Um, Donovan Mitchell actually passed it, passed it to Rudy Gobert for okay. the game winner. And Rudy Gobert said the talk. 
Oh. Straight up F-bombed it. <laughs> said F the... Like, they asked him, there's been a lot of talk about this team. He goes, F the talk. Got fined $25,000, but I think Jazz Nation is pumped up for it. Nice. Yes. Go. We are Jazz Nation. Heck yeah. Go fight. Win. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and watch the draft. Uh, don't watch the draft. Follow the draft from April 28th to April 30th. That's Thursday to Saturday. And you're probably going to want to follow it more on Friday and Saturday yeah. for the BYU players. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually am excited a little bit. Sorry to keep going on the draft, but no. I'm 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 actually excited a little bit for the first two rounds because I want to see what the Jets do. Yeah, no, I'm honestly invested as well. Yeah, I I I'm really excited about the Jets. I because they have, let's see, the fourth, the tenth, the thirty fifth, and the 39th or something. Mm-hmm. But they have four like top ten picks in the first and the second round. So they have a lot of draft capital. This is gonna be a weird draft. Apparently, like nobody's really high on this draft. There are a ton of teams that are willing to trade down and almost nobody that's willing to trade up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so they don't think there's a ton of like super high value in this draft. But, you know, definitely some roster fillers and some, you know, good you know, I don't know, role player isn't really a term used in football a lot, but good role players. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll be following the Jets and the BOU players. So uh, we'll give you a recap on next week's episode. Yes, we will. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. You know, it's kind of an off week in the off season, so we are going to let you guys go. But before we do that, we want to give one quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter page at Loyal to Royal Pod. Make sure you keep Dan and your thoughts and prayers that he's safe in India. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for coming on to the show and listening to us. If you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram at Loyal to Royal Pod. Leave a five star review, download, share with your friends. We'll see you next time. Yep. On our next episode, we will recap the draft. We will recap USFL week three. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the bandits actually show up this time. And hopefully some real BYU signing news. Yes. Yes. And if we have time, we may just look ahead to BYU football. It is the time. It's (laughs) that time, baby. All right. See you guys. Bye, guys. (laughs) 